something that has been rising quickly in terms of priority for IT managers, directors, VPs that have Salesforce in their organizations and responsibility for Salesforce is Salesforce org health assessments and really looking under the hood and seeing what's going on. With the digital transformation going so fast over the last five years, and if you look back at where Salesforce came from, from the late 1990s, 1999 through today, especially over the last five years, is the need to look at and understand what has been done in the platform, what's been implemented, what is the overall health of the org? Is it secure? Is it scalable? Is it working? Is it stable? Are there things that need to get addressed? And typically, IT managers, directors will reach out to a Salesforce architect either through a consultancy or in-house if they have the luxury of having a Salesforce architect in-house. And if you look back at the last 20 years and, and why this need came about, it's mainly due to the fact that originally Salesforce was just a website. It was a website with the, the, the motto or the tagline, no software. And it was a simple tool, simple website where sales teams could enter leads, track opportunities and close sales fairly easily, quickly, with minimal cost, minimal IT headache, minimal upfront investment, and it really worked well back in, in the early 2000s, going through you know 2010. Very simple, very basic. And if you fast forward the CliffsNotes version, fast forward through the next 10 years or so, mobile became popular and a trend. Salesforce implemented mobile, implemented Apex, custom coding, lightning components, Visual Force, bunch of other features, obviously app exchange and installing managed apps became popular and, and a core part of Salesforce from a platform perspective a long time ago. And what started out as a simple web page where you could have an admin or send someone to training or just have someone that knows IT or technology has quickly evolved into Salesforce being a robust, complex, powerful platform. And while the platform continued to get more and more complex very, very quickly, the skills and available people in the industry that were able to keep up with that fast pace of growth and changes and enhancements to the platform was not able to grow as fast as Salesforce was able to as a platform. So the net effect of those two forces, the growth of Salesforce as a platform, the changes, the features, enhancements, the, the technology itself, along with the lack of resources that were up to date and trained on Apex and Lightning components and Visual Force and Marketing Cloud and all these platform capabilities was a high demand for resources. So you saw developers that were doing Java or web development in a non-Salesforce environment, realizing that Salesforce was a good place to be from a career perspective, 
uh, from a company perspective, Salesforce is the number one company to work for, I believe, last couple of years or top 10. And this drove a lot of people to Salesforce and people wanting to learn Salesforce and, and get skills in Salesforce. Not only from the developer side and more of the advanced roles side, but also from the admin perspective and business analyst perspective. So you had people that weren't even in IT before that decided to start a career with Salesforce. Salesforce is growing, it's getting bigger, a lot of opportunity, great company. And those people decided to get trained on Salesforce. Sometimes the companies train, uh, paid for it, sometimes they did it on their own with Trailhead. And what happened was as the platform was growing, people were getting involved and trained in Salesforce, new people were coming on, developers were changing from being Java developers over to Salesforce developers, is that there was a lot of what I would consider ad hoc, just-in-time development, because companies have companies to run and businesses to run and projects to complete, to keep the company moving forward. So through the digital transformation years, the last few years, most, I'll say many, most companies haven't had the opportunity to do the upfront planning, use of standards, get the right team intact, and a lot of different resources are playing different roles. A lot of projects just don't have the, the availability of test teams and, and architects to drive standards and um, pick the right direction on, let's use this feature versus this feature. We should do custom coding versus out of the box. Do we buy versus build? And you also have companies that use consultancies that, that implemented their projects, um, they had them for one or two years, and then decided to hire people. But all the knowledge and subject, subject matter expertise on what was developed went with the consultancy, and you have people that came in that don't know exactly how it was implemented, don't really know what the previous company or team did, and so their focus really isn't on necessarily fixing everything that was already done, but really, move, again, moving forward with projects. So now, as these projects are getting developed and worked, this is where it gets interesting. So IT managers, IT directors, who are mainly interfacing with their business counterparts, possibly IT VPs as well, is they start to see fairly quickly that the business is starting to see impacts to these projects that they were not expecting. So project A gets implemented in three months, goes into production, and over time, and as these projects release and deploy on a monthly or quarterly basis, whatever the, the calendar, release calendar is for a given company, defects start to pop up, bugs start to pop up, system performance starts to go down, there seems to be issues here, issues there, odd things here, things not working there, and all of a sudden you get this perfect storm of projects and enhancements being requested by the business, the Salesforce team's developing them, integrating with other systems, developing new features, customizations, 
And you also start seeing at the same time performance issues. You start to see security issues, uh, systems being hacked, data being hacked. You start to see limits being reached with data limits um, and other governor limits, right? Salesforce is a cloud platform. So every company that buys licenses, you get X amount of data, you get X amount of users, you get X amount of everything. So at that point, the IT manager and director sees that and realizes we need to actually go back and relook at Salesforce and look under the hood of the system and see what's going on and really address what is in the industry called technical debt. Technical debt is a software development concept that essentially reflects the, the, the cost or the implied cost of additional rework that is caused by choosing an easy solution at any given point you know, during a project or any given point of time. Now, instead of using a better approach that would take longer and be done the right way. As Salesforce architects, there is a model um, and an approach to perform a Salesforce assessment and provide a, a remediation plan that would include uh, technical assess assessment, data strategy, user experience, and governance and maintainability. Those are essentially the four pillars or the four aspects that are part of a Salesforce assessment and the resulting remediation plan that is the, the deliverable that would be provided. So we're gonna have a four part series that will go through each one of those and give some info on, on what those are, what to look for, what the best practice is um, in this essentially four-part series, five with this initial intro um, and explanation. So looking forward to that. Again, if you can, if you want, if you think this is valuable, please subscribe either via Spotify or whatever platform you are using and check you later.